Happy October 2nd to everybody. It's a great day in Israel. We're still alive and kicking despite the fact that the international Jew is trying to destroy us by every means possible. And of course, our usual co-host for Voice of Christian Israel, Pastor David Martins of South Africa. Welcome, Pastor Martins. Good evening, Pastor Eli, and also good evening to our listeners across the globe. Uh, across the globe. Sorry, yes. Um, I've had some feedback there, Pastor. Doing oh. very well in spite of all the upheavals with um, uh, rolling blackouts and fake corruption like you cannot believe. Right. Now, is it is it the case that uh, Ramaphosa, am I pronouncing his name correctly, the, the current uh, puppet that controls South Africa, Ramaphosa, is that the correct pronunciation? Uh, well, that's one of them, Pastor. Oh, one of them. Okay. But I guess he's the one, one who said... Oh, okay. So uh, is it correct that he stated that the racist term blackout will no longer be... <laughs> oh, okay. People are saying they're hearing Don't an echo. Right. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. So uh, we didn't have that this morning. I'm wondering why we have it right now. So let me see if I can do something about that. Hold on. Uh, testing. Okay. We may have to... Uh, so this is a problem we didn't experience this morning. Oh, because I, I didn't have uh, Ioana as a guest, so uh, maybe that's the issue. Well, we'll have to... Uh, I don't think... I don't think... <laughs> nice, e- <laughs> nice echo. All right, they say it's nice. Hopefully we can deal with it. Sorry, folks, I can't... Uh, uh, diagnose it during the middle of a show, but let, let's get into it. Okay, so here, uh, you sent me a message that uh, the, the, the things that are going on in South Africa today economically, and I'll just, uh, several points that you made. Number one, uh, we do know that U.S. dollars can't enter South Africa without being declared at airport or to the South Africa Reserve Bank. And I remember when I was there in uh, 2014, there was no such restriction. Uh, nobody asked how much money I was bringing with, etc., etc. And so now, as we've been saying here on Eurofolk Radio, the Rothschilds are clamping down on the economy worldwide and want to track every dollar, every whatever currency you have, every centivo, <laughs> every peso that you have to know exactly how you're spending it. Is, is this part of that uh, scenario? Pastor Martins. Pastor, uh, yes. In fact, it's been um, for quite some time, even if you've been overseas uh, and returning to South Africa as a South African citizen, they want to know how much money are you bringing back. Yeah, so if you earn money outside of the country, they want to tax it, <laughs> right? Well, sales. Okay, or sales, right? Yeah. So uh, so how is the South African economy doing generally now with all of this chaos economically worldwide? Pastor... Um so many thousands of small businesses have closed down, and with the um, with the um, well with the rolling blackouts, the situation has even worsened because 
well, it's very clear that the uh, rolling blackouts from the uh, power utility is an orchestrated thing. It's not so much as the dereliction of the uh, uh, um, old equipment, the old power stations, coal-fired power stations, but there was already agreement signed between the cadres of the ANT a number of years ago to actually shut down uh, coal-fired power stations by the end of, I think, October this year. Okay. And it's all playing into a, a, a scheme whereby uh, close relatives and family of uh, Cyril Ramaphosa have already, um, a, a few years ago, set up themselves with um, power-generating organizations, overseas uh, um, participants in uh, situations where they build windmill farms and solar-powered uh, or solar panel uh, farms in order to feed uh, the, the grid. Uh, existing grid. Right, now, okay. One of the things that, that they have been driving is for the cost of electricity paid to the or the, that the um, end user has to pay has become so horrendously expensive and unreliable that so many of these small businesses, in order to attempt to survive, they have uh, spent a lot of money on power generating equipment, backup systems, etc. And of course, these um, family members of Cyril Ramaphosa and Skaders from the ANC have lined themselves in order to supply though that equipment. So you can see that it has been very well-planned, orchestrated, and now with everybody desperate for um, uh, some sort of backup energy, um, these caters have already aligned themselves some time ago. Of course, with uh, all the um, theft, uh, money laundering, etc., it has made it very easy for them We've set themselves in a position where they can now be in a prime position for supplying these things, of course, at the price that they dictate. Right. Now, here in America, in the state of Texas, and actually it affected Louisiana, Arkansas, and other states, we had a deep freeze which uh, overpowered the grid system because they had been switching to wind wind farms and to solar, which was not capable of supplying enough power. So they had frozen pipes all over the southwest because they were switching from uh, traditional uh, nuclear and coal and gas-fired turbines to produce electricity. So how is that going? I mean, you said they're supposed to switch over, what? You said October? That's this month, okay? Uh, do they have the capacity yeah. with wind and, and solar to produce enough electricity? Uh, Boston, no, they don't have. Of course, they're driving the prices up. I think we've had a, a 35% escalation in the price uh, of electricity per unit um, from ESCOM. Now, something that I also mentioned, I think, uh, on the previous show, is that South Africa is providing or supplying uninterrupted energy, electricity, to all the neighboring states. 
black African states. And as far as I know, at a fraction of the cost that it costs the South African uh, uh, end user. This, the same goes for South African refined petrol. Uh-huh. South African, well, South Af- the petrol in South Africa is uh, up to about 50 to 60 percent more expensive Ooh. in South Africa than it is in neighboring of the neighboring countries. Now, of course, South Africa actually runs the power industry down there. So why is it cheaper for other countries than for South Africans? That makes no sense. Well, Pastor, it makes very clear sense. If the borders are not closed, unmonitored, and you need somebody to vote you into power uh, if your own people reject you, Right. Um, there is a very, there is a very strong tussle at the moment with uh, the EFF, the what is called Economic Freedom Fighters, which is a black organization run by uh, the Zimbabwean um, uh, Julius Malema. Okay. A few years ago, he was he was one of the um, Zimbabwean refugees who came to South Africa in order to escape the. A tremendous, um, uh, the Bush War, the first place, and the tremendous decadence of Zimbabwe after black power, uh, the blacks came into power. Yeah, more black empowerment. Yeah, the blessings of black empowerment. Yeah. All right, please continue. Yeah, so uh, what we're seeing, Pastor, is that small businesses are closing, in fact, um, it, just to, in order to, to, to give you an idea, um, with, with the result of, uh, food prices especially escalating like you cannot believe. Uh, we've had vicious escalation of, um, of, of fuel prices, petrol prices. Um, just in this past year, in, in July, we've had a 35% escalation in um, the cost of electricity per unit, but there is something else which they also doing now. They are now raising taxes on those people who have gone out and bought themselves solar panels uh, in order to circumvent the ESCOM decadence uh, uh. and the ESCOM lack of, of uh, service. Oh, so that's that, interesting. That taxation which they now levy on the solar panels is in order to, well, Pastor, it's one of those so many things which is absolutely absurd. Right. And as you know, while we're speaking, you might, you might not know that the uh, law has been passed in Parliament after a 14-year uh, uh, delay. The law has been passed in Parliament that the government can actually disown my property, my car, uh, even my movable property, even my pension fund. Oh, they wow. can they can now legally disown from me, and they can like possession, take possession of that. Wow! Um, it is with without compensation. So taxing sunlight, <laughs> right? They're taxing sunlight. Now, it's okay for the government to produce solar-powered electricity, but not for individuals. 
That that's incredible. Absolutely. Well, Go ahead. Well, it's all part of a greater scheme. Um, now you know my my brother lives in Northern Natal. Um, about twelve, fourteen years ago, he said to me that some of his friends that own farms had started receiving taxation and and accounts from the local municipality for the amount of rain that had fallen on their farms. <laughs> That's to show you wow. that is that is so indicative of the horrendous level of decadence this country has actually uh, decayed into. Yeah. Yeah, totalitarian dictatorship everywhere. You know, all emanating from the same source, the, name, yeah, the House of Rothschild in the Bank of England, right? Now, this is incredible. All right, very interesting. Well, it's going to be a cold winter <laughs> everywhere. Well, of course, your, your country is approaching summer. I don't know, can anybody afford air conditioning yeah. this summer in South Africa? Uh, Pastor, if you're a Cape Dutch Afrikaner, you, you would be able to afford it because these uh, Cape Dutch Afrikaners, of course, so many of them are Freemasons and they have remained in their culture, um, uh, seats uh, in the background of businesses, corporations, large corporations, and even in uh, parastatal organizations. So they have money to spend. I mean, I'm talking about um, families where teenagers go out and they buy themselves, for example, Lamborghinis and oh. these expensive Italian and uh, German cars. Um, like it's going out of fashion. It's, right. it's just incredible the amount of money that is in the hands of these Edomite Jewish Cape Dutch Afrikaner. Right. Okay. So they're doing okay, but everybody else is not so good. Right. Okay. So second item here. Exactly. Any foreign buyer of cattle can send electronic fund transfers knowing the danger of transporting large amounts of cash in South Africa. So, in other words, uh, this seems to be saying that, well, those who have the ability can do electronic funds transfer without being taxed or declared at the border? Pastor, uh, well, certain people, if, if you go to the borders or these border con- so-called border control posts, um, into neighboring countries, you will find that um, a lot of bribery takes place. So people oh. <laughs> can actually transport um, elephant tusks, those items that are normally banned. Right. And um, uh, any any possibility of uh, even trading in that is prohibited. However... These warlords or these... Uh, crime lords, uh, absolutely, yes. They, they, these crime lords, they take bribes and they let anything pass past that. <laughs> it is uh, just incredible uh, the level of even the uh, movement of um, firearms across these borders. Right. Unlicensed firearms, illegal firearms, Russian um, AK-47s, even... Um, um, 
British military, high-precision military firearms moving across borders. Right. Uh, and all it takes is a 2,000, 2000 rand bribe, and you can bring those things across. So uh, now, are these bribes in, in, uh, denominated in U.S. dollars, <laughs> right? So because you're supposed to declare your U.S. dollars. How can you use that bribery? Yes, unless <laughs> go ahead. And unless you're dealing directly with the um, um, warlord Bill Gates, right? Because oh. it's very evident. Uh, I'm trying to send you a picture, uh, a photograph of um, some of these Bill Gates uh, codes. Right. Those that are in cahoots Co-cons- with him on yeah. this pandemic. Right. Um, uh, a religion uh, called COVID-19. Yes. It's a Bill Gates created religion called, uh, and, right. and of course, uh, Fauci. And yeah. this particular um, uh, agents of Bill Gates have received very large amounts of money. Even the uh, chairman of the Transvaal um, Cultural Union, Agricultural Union, um, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to get a, a picture to go through to you. I've, I've, I've failed thus far. Uh-huh. But uh, it's so evident that even uh, Cyril Ramaphosa was bought with cash from Bill Gates. And, and in this um, article or this note that I sent you um, a few days ago, you will see that this particular person is in the know about things which the ordinary which the public does not know about because he actually names the people and the events and the things that are associated with the um, evidence that we have of uh, Cyril Ramaphosa having a billion, well, over a billion of American dollars stashed in his <laughs> in his one farm alone. Right. Just the one farm. And um, yeah. it's also amazing that uh, these uh, so-called government officials um, get into parliament and they own virtually nothing, and within <laughs> two right. or three years, they billionaire. Right. Well, how does this cash get into their possession? It's obviously not being declared at the border. Is it? A, <laughs> did they drop Buster, it from airplanes, uh, uh, parach- parachutes? <laughs> how is it getting into the country? It, it seems... It seems like Bill Gates has something like uh, well, the order of uh, di- di- diplomatic uh, immunity. Uh, uh, immunity. Right. Um, well, if if he's if he's immune against COVID nineteen, with uh, also immune against the having to go for uh, these vaccines right. or uh, um, oh part of the. the of deception is just incredible. And the sad thing is, so little people realize that we have been deceived, not just for the past three years, not for the past 10 years, not for the past 35 years, not for the past 100 years, but the Boers have been deceived for the past 365 years on this soil. Yes. For the past 365 years since the first well, the first free burger received his free burgership in the Cape. Right. Of course, after he had been stripped of his identity 
and forced into the Dutch Reformed Church. Right, right. Well, I can see uh, trunks full of hypodermic, you know, the, the trunk is marked uh, hypodermic needles, right? But inside the trunk is actually $100 U.S. bills, right? <laughs> and they go straight yeah. to uh, straight to the ANC and uh, the uh, Cape Dutch Afrikaners, right? Well, uh, the, the average citizen has exactly. to declare their dollars at the border. Right. Uh, this is how this is how it works. Same thing yeah. happened during Vietnam, with the drugs coming from Vietnam into America. Right. Uh, there was it was brought in by military exactly. planes, and nobody checked it at the border. Right. So okay. So yeah. Due to the number three, due to the large amount of cash, it means the U.S. dollars could not have entered via large national airport. Meaning it came via private plane. Okay. So this is another possibility. Private planes, you know, just like, uh, 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 well, when Bill Clinton was governor of Arkansas, private planes yes. were were bringing drugs in from Central America, landing at Mena, Arkansas. Right? The cops knew exactly. about it, but did nothing about it. So I'm sure uh, the corruption in South Africa, uh, that type of corruption, is even worse. Yes. In fact, um, one must realize that with, um, with a black government uh, that has come into power illegally because they have been promoted by the, by the Freemasonry into these positions, uh, it, is, it, is, it was not without cause that uh, the so-called Nelson Mandela and uh, Thabo Mbeki and all the top-level AMC cadres had to become Freemasons. That uh-huh. was the window dressing in order for them to take positions in government uh, as a, um, and, and of course the, the problems arrived for the escape Dutch Afrikaner Freemasons when there was no um, follow on or follow up. Right. Um, the, the younger ANC cadres did not become Freemasons. It was not a requirement that was set by the Older generation Freemasons like uh, Nelson Mandela, right. uh, uh, Lookalike, and Thabo uh, uh, Mbeki and the rest of them. So they could not maintain the same level of agreement. So, for example, um, uh, Jacob Zuma followed in his own, just on his own accord. He was like a robot that had gone mad. <laughs> and he was then replaced. Then he was then replaced with somebody who said he was going to take control of the corruption within government and oh, the yeah. private sector, etc. Yeah, he'll he be the corrupt the ruler right? <laughs> yes. of corruption. Of, of course, of course. Yeah, he took control of the corruption. Right? <laughs> That's exactly exactly. what he did. Right? <laughs> okay. And, and of course, he, he made the, the corruption, he made the corruption work for him in his favor. There you go. In every that's, possible manner. That's right, yeah. All right, number four. Bill Gates landed in Cape Town 6 February 2020. The money from Fala Fala wasn't stolen, or was stolen 9 February 2020. So, uh, what, where is Fala Fala, or what, what is that? Fala Fala. I've never heard of that. Is that a place? It's it's a um, game farm that um, 
that that Cyril Ramaphosa bought. Now, one must remember that he was the leader of uh, trade union uh, quite some time ago, quite a number of years ago, and his uh, his manner of his uh, slyness, his ability to contrive. Sure. Um, put him in the perfect position to be chosen by the New World Order as their pawn into establishing what they want in South Africa. Right. Of course, he has a, a lust for money. <laughs> and um, whenever a person has a lust for money, he has a uncontrollable um, desire and, and he will take any bribe. He will sell his own mother as a prostitute. <laughs> Right. For the sake of having money. Yes. Uh, yeah, th- this that's level, what's happening. Yeah, these are the type of politicians we have running the world, actually. You know, n- not just in South Africa. But here, this shows another side of Bill Gates that most people don't know about, that he is instrumental in bribing politicians for various reasons, n- not just for vaccination. and uh, But he makes so much exactly. money off the, the vaccination racket that uh you know he's being used by the Rothschilds and the New World Order, you know, because he, he can deliver the money personally, I guess, in the trunk <laughs> in the trunks offloaded from his private yes. plane. Okay? Is that it? Exactly. And 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 also he need not be in the country for that to occur. I mean he can can specify um the landing of a uh, private plane in a small, in a, on a small airstrip, which is close to Pala Pala. Oh, um, okay. If, if, uh, you, you ask the question, <laughs> where is this Bella Bella? Uh, uh-huh. Bella Bella is what used to be called warm baths. That's about 60 kilometers, 70 kilometers north of Pretoria. Uh huh. Um, a town that, um, was at one stage a primarily a white uh, a white town, uh-huh. but it is inundated with, with, uh, foreigners. Uh, Chinese? Of course, the foreigners from neighboring countries. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's primarily blacks, right? But, uh, Chinese and Indians are yeah. very common there as well. All right. Okay. So, yes. go ahead. What we also see in Pastor is Pakistanis. Uh, finding refuge in South Africa, um, all these small uh, corner shops um, that used to belong to white people are run by Pakistanis who have their own um, network. Right. Where they will, for example, they, they will uh, buy bulk and through their network they will distribute uh, at reduced prices so that the individual small shop owner can no longer offer a competition for these uh, Pakistanis. So the Pakistanis are taking over shop after shop. And right. these shops are becoming bigger shops that have been bigger turnovers and larger premises in the park wow. which have been in the hands of white people. Those are all going to Pakistani. Right. Well, and even we- in the... Um, in the area of, of uh, where um, we lived in, in, in Uniondale, a small town which uh, was primarily white and uh, colored people, 
Um, Pakistanis have come in and taken over these shops. It's just incredible. Right. Well, the same thing has happened in America with Pakis and Indians taking over virtually every Dunkin' Donuts shop in America, right? Uh, numerous motel yeah. chains, uh, f- uh, not fast food so much, but uh, convenience stores. The uh, foreigners from India yeah. and, P- and Pakistan are taking over these businesses because their families have saved gold. You know, they, they yes. have this family gold, which enables them to buy up these shops. Back to you. Yes, um, I believe that even the um, the the um, governor, no, the um, mayor of London is now a uh, Indian Muslim. Right there, you go. <laughs> yeah, because th- those Indians have saved up their gold from past generations. There's probably more gold in India than any other country, yes. and, and Pakistan has a similar culture. Yes. All right. So number five. Exactly. If the money was concealed in furniture and mattresses with domestic worker, the domestic worker would have discovered the money earlier due to the nature of her work cleaning the house. That means the money was fresh and had recently been hidden. Most likely she even witnessed the money being hidden. Well, that's another, that's just a speculation there as to how this actual cash, because we're talking about cash, cash money. Uh, Cash is king still, always will be, folks. And even though the bankers yes. want to impose their central bank digital currency, uh, whenever the government imposes such regulations, they always create a black market. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, we have to come up with another term for black market that's racist, right? Uh, underground economy. <laughs> right? <laughs> underground economy. Uh, yeah. Previously... <laughs> It's a previously disadvantaged market. Process. Yes, there you go. <laughs> so, in this underground economy, cash is always king. So, the cash is never yes. never going to disappear. The same thing is true in the Soviet Union. The uh, the underground economy or the black market in the Soviet Union actually was bigger, a bigger economy than the official economy of the Soviet Union. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and it will probably remain the same that way. But nevertheless, the bankers want to assume as much control as possible and uh, you know, to, to track us. That's the real purpose of the CBDC is to track us yeah. and you know and then limit our spending. Yeah, because it's the average person who is not going to be able to do business otherwise. Okay, it's the criminals who will be doing money, yeah. uh, making money. Go ahead. Yes, Pastor, um, uh, also one must remember with um, uh, the Black Taxi Association in South Africa, the, the taxis have a industry all of their own. Um, those black taxi, uh, w- what used to be old um, vehicles, uh, dilapidated vehicles falling apart, etc. Right. They were funded by government. They were funded by the government in very large, um, what, what was called capital um, reinvestment. Okay. Into um, new, the, of the latest and newest transport buses in order to capture the transport business um, 
which led to the demise of the South African railways, that led to the demise of the uh, bus services which are provided at a cost to the white man. Yeah. So the, the, the blacks did not use these. They used their own transport. And, of course, those were blacks that initially worked for white people and the white people just had to increase their salaries or their wages in order to pay those higher costs. Yes. And that had led to the situation where the Black Taxi Association has such a lot of <laughs> powerful mass money leverage that um, and the whites now have to provide their own transport and apparently there's a, a tax awaiting which is being uh, formulated to tax people who travel alone in their cars but not in minibus buses the, the minibuses that transport black people under the uh, Black Taxi Association they won't be taxed if they travel alone white people traveling alone in a car is will be taxed wow. uh, with a carbon a carbon tax because of the wasted and the um, the emission of the vehicle just for the purpose of transporting one person. Right. So okay. yeah, many okay. things still are waiting. Yeah. So uh, if a, a vehicle transporting white people is automatically racist. <laughs> So the word blackout is racist. The word uh, black black uh, black economy uh, is racist. Why is black taxi racist or black economic um, empowerment? Uh, it it is not racist at all uh, in the South African context. If I, for example, form a White businesses, white businessmen's association or union. Uh, no, I don't want to call it a union. I would say an association. Okay. I would be a racist. That's right. Because I'm excluding people of other races. Uh-huh. However, there is an there is an Indian Congress. There is an Indian uh, 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 the anything. To do with any other race is legal and acceptable uh, in in the today's narrative in South Africa. But the right. moment you talk about a white um, a white school, that is unacceptable, and that becomes right. the target of um, vicious at, uh, attacks against the people who actually attempt to to have their children in a whites only school. Right. But didn't uh, Mandela say all races would be equal once the ANC comes to power? Didn't he say that? Well, it's like the Jews, Pastor. The the Jews will also initially say all races are equal till they get the control of the government. Then, of course, the Jews are the superlatively superior race. And of uh-huh. course, everybody else, all all the other races, shall be subjected to the, them. Of course, they don't publicize that openly because uh, the agendas won't allow it. They uh, they will call us, for example, the goyim, the cattle, etc. Sure, right. but don't call a uh, don't no. call a Jew what he is. You will right. be you will be marginalized and scandalized as being anti-Semitic, and even so. 
the Jews are the least Semitic of all people on this planet. Right, right. Okay, number seven, Patrice Mutsepe, brother-in-law of Cyril Ramaphosa, bought 2.1 million rands worth of Ancoli cattle from Falafala. So this is a, what is this? Is this a ranch? Uh, is this a compound? What is Falafala? That, uh, and I, I assume uh, Falafala that, is a farm. Okay. It's a game farm, which is owned by um, Cyril Ramaphosa. Wow, okay. Uh, and, uh, well, there are other things also happening at this farm, which, of course, um, is also illegal. But Cyril Ramaphosa have been denying all of this, yet uh, it is evidence that, evident that um, uh, a game is being cultivated, being bred for the purpose right. of... Yeah, trophy hunting, which is which is primitive. Okay, uh, so is this for hunters who have to pay a fee to go out hunting on this game farm? Is it a business? Uh, that's correct, Pastor. Okay, that's correct. But uh, even if you, even if you, at the worst or the uh, most extreme situation, uh, do take uh, into account that Cyril Ramaphosa does accommodate this trophy hunting on this farm. Right. At the outset, you yeah, right. could never have accumulated that amount of money over such a short period of time <laughs> right. since, he obtained, or since he acquired yeah. the farm. Well, maybe the ivory. <laughs> do, they get, do they hunt elephants on not this game? The, um, not in that particular area, Pastor. F- further to the east in the Kruger Park, yes. Oh, okay. But not in that particular part of the Right. Yeah. I know that, for example, a place like Mabula Lodge, which is not very far from uh, where uh, Pala Pala is, Mabula Lodge has at least, I think, one elephant, a massive tusker, uh, but he is such a prized guy that uh, he will, um, I don't think he will be given as a, um, a the, the trophy? Uh, ultimate for a trophy. Right, yeah. right. Okay. So this is a, a level of corruption that, uh, you know, it's blatantly open. It's not even hidden from the public, this type of corruption. Number eight, Cyril Ramaphosa is married to Patrice Motsepi's sister, Dr. Chepo Motsepi. So who, well, I'll just read number nine here because it's a continuation. Dr. Chepo Motsepi sits on the board of Witz Health Consortium with Professor Helen Rees of Sapra, Bill Gates and Clintons gave money to Sapra to clear backlogs to get vaccines approved factor. Okay, you, you can elaborate on this, please. Pastor, uh, I think that SIHPRA is the South African Health Professionals uh, Something Association. Right. It might be the um, uh, Robbers Associ- Association or whatever. No, Robbers but, but Association. <laughs> okay. Sorry, go ahead. But but obviously this obviously this organization was somehow within the um, the framework of uh, providing the necessary necessary authorization for the um, uh, for the uh, um, mandatory um, vaccinations. Oh, okay. In other yes. words, of course, people were bought. Uh, because it was, it would be 
impossible for for the vaccinations to be created uh, within a question of six months or a matter of a few months yes. for this extremely so-called dangerous COVID-19, uh, which had been with it, with with the the planet for the over a hundred years, which of course is the annual flu. It just means right. that the flu is uh, is uh, it, it, the flu changes its uh, uh, characteristics, dynamic yeah. structures, characteristics. Yeah, for- but it's been with us for over a hundred years, and right. it's been researched for so many years, and they haven't come up with a yeah. with a vaccine. All of a sudden, uh, there is a pandemic, right. and um, the uh, the eugenics climb on the bandwagon. Uh, I think it was already in uh, 2004 that uh, Henry Kissinger, the eugenic Henry Kissinger Jew, uh-huh. uh, stated that um, that it would be ideal to create a pandemic, a planned pandemic, in order to inoculate people or to provide a vaccine for the people, which will eventually kill off up to 80% of the planet's population. Right. Well, this this buying off of uh, officials has occurred in America as well, and actually all over the world with COVID because they could not convince the uh, even the medical profession uh, to buy into COVID without bribing them. So, for example, here in America, a particular hospital can get up to $100,000 if they diagnose a patient with COVID, whether that patient has COVID or not, right? So they get like three, four thousand dollars just for the diagnosis. Then they get another ten thousand dollars for admitting such a person into the hospital, and thirty thousand dollars for putting that person on a ventilator, etc., etc., etc. So they have to buy the cooperation. Well, and, Go ahead. Go ahead. And, and- and there was also a price tag if that person dies right. of COVID nineteen. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Well, I, I, I read a particular article uh, in the early days of this COVID, where somebody who had gone parachuting, and the parachute did not open fully, and the person plunged to his death. Right. And his family found that his his death certificate that was um, that was issued. Um, indicated that he died of COVID-19. In South Africa, we've had people dying in motor car accidents and have uh, on the death certificates dying of COVID-19. Of course, that is a, a total absurdity. Sure. But if there's money involved, what should just follow, follow the money trail? And then you'll get to the root of this evil, Azarian right. mafia called... Yeah. That we've spoken about so many times. I can see the poster, uh, the placard at every wall of Johannesburg. Wanted, dead or alive, COVID patients, signed Bill Gates. <laughs> right? Yes. What a scam. Yes. What an absolute scam this is. Okay. I hope people are catching on of to the fact. This, Go ahead. Of course, this um, board of the Vets. Health Consortium, WITS, is the, uh, I think, is, uh, what is referred to here as the WIT Partis Rand, which is um, based in Johannesburg, um, University of WITS. It's been okay. a very liberal, uh, Jew-driven um, university 
very similar to what is what we see in Germany, Dresden University being okay. driven by um, very liberal Jews, etc. Yeah, or our CDC, Centers for Disease Control, right? Or uh, your CDC, or your... Yeah, that type of, um, okay, yeah. Yes, uh, Center for Disease Control, and even your, um, uh, your, your state or yeah. organizations, which... Uh, um, yeah, the Food and Drug Administration. The FDA, yes, the Food and right. Drug Administration. Yeah, yeah, the fraud of the fraud and drug administration, right? Okay. Yeah, that's what we've got. And so, number 10. Yeah. Number 10 actually mentioned this. Bill Gates gave over 2 billion rand in grants to Wits Health Consortium to date. So, Bill Gates is really a, a Jew World Order operative par excellence. No doubt about it. Okay, so mm-hmm. number 11, uh, let's see, okay, yeah, I think we can get all these in, there's 14 altogether. Patrice Mazzeppa signed giving pledge of Bill Gates and part of Bill Gates' breakthrough energy, as well as serving on the board of trustees of World Economic Forum of Klaus Schwab. Cyril Ramaphosa and Johann Rupert joined World Economic Forum the same year, 1993. So here, this ties it all together. Yeah, so we've got, uh, you know, Bill Gates, we've got the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, the Rothschilds, and Cyril Ramaphosa. He's one of their boys. Well, Pastor, if, if you take note, the Bill Gates Breakthrough Energy, what right. does that say? Is that yeah. not the reason why we have an orchestrated ESCOM demise over the past few years? Uh-huh. Is it not for the reason why there are so many uh, acts of sabotage where turbines that work perfectly well, the one day get blown up yeah. overnight, the next and day, the next day we're right. sitting with yes. acts of sabotage, Pastor, where, where even the conveyor belts that in, are needed or that uh, have been running and have perfect maintenance for many years, uh, conveying the uh, coal to into the furnaces of the uh, coal-fired power stations. Right. Have been sabotaged, um, even blown up. Jeez, amazing. So, of, of course, Bill Gates, um, so-called uh, this energy, breakthrough energy, is one of the uh, organizations that totally benefit from uh, the death of the coal-fired power stations. Right, right. But Pastor Martins, if they keep doing this, if they keep doing this, they're going to sabotage the whole infrastructure of the country. If they do that, how can they control the country? Pastor, now this is the whole thing. Um, once you kill off all the sheep, you don't have need of a shepherd anymore. Right. Uh, or the lookalike, or the, the, what is given to be the shepherd. The, the imposter. The, the blacks don't realize that they are merely pawns, like Hendrik French for Wood was merely a pawn. Right. He was one of them, but he was a pawn. Once his, his usability had expired, they make sure that he cannot speak any further. Right. To spill the beans after he's, after he's been made angry for being used. (laughs) 
against his will. But of course, Ramaphosa and, uh, and Mandela and all of that, all the rest of them, they're conscious pawns. They know they're pawns of the international bankers. They absolutely know this. And, yeah. and, so, and so do the Cape Dutch Afrikaners, right? It's only... Now, now hmm. so uh, it begs the question, to what extent now uh, is the typical Afrikaner slash Boer people becoming aware that this corruption has been orchestrated from outside the country, let alone by the Jew? To what well, extent? Still, go ahead. Well, still, one of the things that we have been led to believe is that this is all orchestrated from outside the country when... In fact, what we've seen over the past 365 years as Boers, but we did not bear cognizance thereof, is that the contriving against the Boers, the conspiracies against the Boers have always been initiated from within the uh, the Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners. That's the reality. Right. But we have been blind. Our, Our leaders in the past have been blind to it. Um, you can remember General uh, Mani Moritz. We, yes. we visited his son. Now, General Mani Moritz wrote in a, in a, in a book that he wrote, he, he was speaking of a type of Afrikaner that okay. was just different. Now, Mani Moritz believed that he was an Afrikaner based on the fact that he was born within South Africa. Right. Now, what the the term Afrikaner uh, as, as a so-called nation turned out to be was a mindset and a, uh, a Boer that had been stripped of his true identity of Boer and as a descendant of the House of Jacob. Right. If he could be stripped of his descendancy, his history, his roots, his... Um, uh, the, the, the the bloodline of his forefathers, if he could be stripped of that, he could become, or he would be marshaled into becoming an Afrikaner. Right. And that was what happened after, uh, even before the, uh, the, the Anglo-Boer War, the Second Anglo-Boer War. This was what happened. Boers were being led to believe that the Afrikaner bond was an agricultural organization, and they joined, happily joined this Afrikaner organization. Yes. In the meantime, this Afrikaner group was a political party that worked 100% against the Boers, even uh, uh, drafting and executing uh, conspiracies against the Boers, even uh, executing and making conspiracies with the Rothschild. Right? Against the Boers. Yes. The Boers, the Boers didn't realize it. They didn't realize that they, uh, in, in, in uh, becoming beggars after the, the war, they could only find themselves uh, in, 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 in labor-intensive uh, jobs. Right. Yeah, amazing. When, yeah. They, right. when they apply... When they... When they apply for these jobs, they had to have a, a, a testimonial from their local Dutch reformed Germany. Right. In other words, they yeah. were, again, for the so many of time, they were church. forced into the Dutch reformed church. Right. If you did yeah. not have a testimonial from your Germany, you could not find work. Well, that was the, the, yeah. 
Yeah. Accepting false labels is a, a primary function of the propaganda. We have the same thing here in America, where the term Judeo-Christian was imposed upon Christians under FDR and other, you know, traitors. There never was such a thing, can never be such a thing, it never will be such a thing as a Judeo-Christian, because Jews do not accept Jesus Christ as the, the Lord and Savior. Only Christians do, right? So that's an oxymoron. So the same thing applies to the Boer people who accepted the label Afrikaner. Well, Pastor, um, when when one discovers uh, the the handiwork of uh, Caesar Constantine in uh, the um, uh, Council of Nicaea in 325 AD, yeah, um, one realizes that uh, the the Christianity which um, led to the uh, the the uh, Judeo Christianity, <laughs> that yes. which uh, I mean, uh, even Caesar Constantine from Rome was a um, Edomite Jew. People oh, don't realize this. Uh, Caesar Flavius Vespasianus, he was a Edomite Jew. Okay. Um, Romulus and Remus, who who formed or created, who founded Rome. Were Edomite Jews. People don't realize this. Okay. And of course, right. Calvin, John Calvin. Yeah, definitely. De- John definitely Calvin, Calvin was an Edomite Jew. Um, John Knox from England and Zwingli from Switzerland were Edomite Jews, orchestrating a so-called yes. reformation of what what was in fact created by. Uh, Caesar Constantine in the first place, an Edomite Jew. Yeah, and yeah, this uh, even the the uh, the Church Reformation was part of the plan towards the uh, New World Order. Because if you can remember, 400 years ago they were talking about the New World. America was the New World. The yes. Caribbean islands and the uh, Indian islands were called the New World. South Africa was called the New World. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Outside of Europe, okay, okay. I actually, I, I made a mistake. There's actually 20 items here. I thought there were only 14, and we just we just covered number 11. So uh, we're going to run out of time really soon. But let me just cover number 12 real quick. We have about four minutes left. There is a Washington Post article, April 1994 title, The Capitalist, where Johann Rupert, another Jew, no doubt, confirms he is friends with Nelson Mandela. Okay. Thabo Mbeki and Cyril Ramaphosa, all three to become South African president. Johann Rupert worked for David Rockefeller at Chase Manhattan Bank in New York during apartheid. Oh, man. That's rich. Very rich. (laughs) Who is Johann Rupert? Pastor. Yeah. Pastor, we've, we've actually spoken about Johann Rupert on numerous occasions. He's the son of Anton Rupert, the owner of the largest tobacco manufacturing company in the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, wow. Um, that had been a family, a, a family kingdom since the days of the Dutch East Indian Company's demise in 1795. Okay. So what we're seeing is that, is that 
the Ruperts have immense financial backing. They have immense financial right. uh, uh, um, reserves. And they have been part and parcel of the um, the conspiracies against the Boers. Um, Johanna Rupert's uh, daughter is married to a Rothschild. They're living in Cape Town, ah! as far as I know. Wow. Johanna Rupert has a, a numerous farms producing uh, very high-quality wines and uh, spirits. Yes. And one of these prize ranges of wines is Rupert and Rothschild. <laughs> and you can actually Google that. Right? Okay. And nonetheless, what is also of very interesting is that is the one farm that he owns, a large farm, in the area of Paro, which is named after a mountain that looks like a pole. So it's called Parlbach. Okay. But one of these farms is called Babylon's Tower. <laughs> okay. Uh, I get it. it. I get it. It's told in a way. It's told in a way that it is Babylon's wrath. It's, right. it, you know, it's called Babylon's Turn. T double O R N. Okay. T double O R N. Means the wrath in, uh, so, okay. so of course they are very yeah. close links to, um, right, to, to very underground things. Oh, sure. Yeah, I double mean, meanings. Who would name, yeah. Who would name his place Babylon, anything Babylon? Yeah, or mo- the monster, uh, drink that everybody drinks. Uh, the, the number 666 in yeah. Hebrew is on the label of every monster can, That's right? right. Pe- people don't get it. They just That's don't it. get it, right? So what, what brand of yeah. cigarettes do they market since they own a, a, a tobacco plantation? What is the brand that they market? For many years it was, for many years it was Rembrandt van der Rijn. Okay. Um, a, a Dutch name. Of course, that linked them directly to the Dutch East Indian Company. And right. uh, at some stage after um, his father's death, death um, it was actually changed to the South African Tobacco Company or something like that, but it has a total different name. Okay. But um, uh, that alone, one of the reasons why uh, they have acquired such a lot of wealth of course, they bought in with um, the Oppenheimers, yeah. like in very close family yeah, friends yeah. with the okay. Oppenheimers, whom, of course, um, uh, stole the um, and, and created the American, uh, right. the Anglo-American uh, diamond. So-called. The Anglo-American gold. So-called, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. All right, Pastor, we're running out of time, so let's pick, this is a very revealing article, let's pick up with this next week, okay? Thank you for sending me this, and uh, we'll pick it up next week. All right, thank you. Take care, Yahweh bless. All right, folks, thanks for listening. You're getting the straight dope here (laughs) from from South Africa. Thanks to Pastor Martin. Just praise Yahweh. Amen. Bye-bye. Praise Yahweh. Okay.